right. Um, well, I'm Pastor Lindy, if you don't know me. I've been around here not as quite as long as Pastor JR, but 21 years. Um, I'm over care, prayer, healing, a bunch of different areas, all the good stuff. Not that everything else isn't. Um, I should say all the fun stuff, the Holy Ghost stuff, where we can really um, watch the Spirit and the presence move. So welcome tonight. I want to open up in prayer. So Father, we just give you this night, Lord. We just give you our hearts, Jesus. Hmm. Lord, we ask that we could see as you want us to see. Lord, I ask that you open our ears so we can hear, Father, your voice so clearly. And our hearts, Daddy, we just give you our hearts that you would open them, Father, so we can receive more. Lord, I just ask right now that as you open the heavens, Father, as your Holy Spirit just comes and fills this place, Lord, that it takes the walls down in the hearts of your kids so they can be open to you. We just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, my topic tonight is back off Satan, um, and I want to start off with a video, and this is a little gal who is nine years old. She looks like she's like six, but she's nine, and she has been doing this since she's three years old, so for six years she's been doing this, so let's kick that off that video. It's like five-minute clip, so. is very dangerous so it is so please don't try this at home it's jesse jane mcparland
amazing or is she amazing? And when I first saw this, it was running through Facebook. Um, there was a different one in one of her competitions. She's even more fierce. And when I thought of that, I thought, I saw it, I thought, oh my gosh. If Satan would see us like that, if we would see us like that, that's how much power and that's how much authority that he has given us. He, you know, there was that thing that runs around on Facebook, you know, that as soon as you jump out of bed, the devil's like, oh, I think it's a cuss word. I'll say, oh, crap. That's not a cuss word. Oh, crap. She's out of bed. She's up. Okay, that's how he should see us. He should be running from us. He should be so fearful of us. But instead, we have taken the, this whole war battle with him wrong. We have been whipped. We have been beat up. We have been defeated. And why? Why? My daddy is the king of kings, the lord of lords. He is the greatest, greatest God there ever was and is or shall be. Why should I be beat up? Why should I walk around so gloom and full of doom and nobody's going to want to be like that? Why would they want to be a Christian if you, you know, walking around defeated and oppressed and oppressed? He's given us authority. He's giving us, given us tools. He's given us weapons to fight this fight. So what I want to do tonight is open up your heart, your mind, your eyes, your ears to see you know what? This is just Satan's job, is only to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his job. He gets paid for it. Lifetime in hell. <laughs> I mean, that's, and bring anybody he can. That is his position. What is our position? What is our position? It's not to be defeated. Our position is to be able to stand in the presence, stand in the glory, stand in the power of the living God Almighty and not be beat up. Think about it. When our soldiers go to war, if they went out there with nothing, just, you know, their camouflage, they wouldn't have much protection, would they? I mean, they'd get beaten up, eaten up, shot, killed, okay? They've got all of their protection on. They've got, you know, their helmets, they've got, you know, weapons galore. I don't know how they carry, you know, what, 200 pounds of weapons. We have to see ourselves the same way. We are in a battle for our lives and for all those around us. We can't go out naked or just in our regular clothing. We can't step out of bed and just go right on, go out to the world. We're going out there naked. We're going out there without any ammo, without any protection. And that's what God, God doesn't have that for us. He doesn't want that for us. We have a partnership with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So where we go, he goes. We go everywhere he goes, and he is right there with us. But if we don't even know that we're in a battle, we're going to get sideswiped all the time. The enemy's going to come by and just smack us around, you know, and then we're going to say, oh, the devil's doing this, oh, the devil's doing that. Well, only if you let them. I'm serious. I have been through wars. I have been through battles, you know, not, you know, like Afghanistan or anything like that, but spiritual battles that, phew, 
some of us, you know, haven't seen, and I'm sure some of you have been through some pretty, pretty thick stuff. But the whole idea is we come out, we come out above, and we come out as overcomers. We come out with, man, I've got another weapon on my tool belt, tool belt and I'm going to use that, and I'm going to slice the enemy's head off with it. Everybody that, everything that has happened to me, my God's going to flip it, he's going to turn it around, and I'm going to be able to help people. Every single thing. We can't have the mindset of, I'm defeated, I'm being beat up. That's not God's heart for you. Would you want your kids to be beat up? Would you want your children to go out to school? I mean, anywhere, in the car. Oh, you know, that's a big thing. We're first letting them drive. Ah! You know, would you have them go out without ever going through driver's ed or, you know, all the practice without having the ammo? Would you send them to school without being prepared spiritually for what may be coming, try to come against them to know how to stand? I want to take you to, um, let me see, where, where do I want to take them, Lord? Where do you want to take them? I've got about, you know, 30-some years of teaching just on this subject that I've got to do in less than an hour. So, um, in Philippians 4, 8, and I don't know if I even gave the uh, team back there this one, it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. This is ammo to be able to meditate on the good instead of all the bad that's happening. Um, let's, let's just go to politics for a moment, and just think, okay, let's just throw that out there. You can look and read. I don't even look or read. I just pray at everything that's happening, what's going on, and you could say, oh, God, you know, so many people are going to leave the country if Trump, you know, um, becomes president, and the same thing with Hillary and all that. You know, we can look at everything bad, but what does that, what does the word say? To meditate on the things that are good, that are pure, that are virtue, all the good stuff. Even if you can't find it in them, bring him into it. Bring the Lord into the picture. Father, you bring in to who you want into this position. Father God, that the enemy would have no rights to this, but that you would bring the person that you want in. We have to learn how to flip it in our mind and meditate on the good things, on what is pure, what is, what is righteous. Do you think Jesus is up there? God's up there worrying? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are they going to do? Oh, oh, Hillary? Oh, no. You know, Trump? Oh, no. No. He's not worried. He's thinking on the things that are pure, things that are righteous, things that are holy for his kids in this nation. In the armor, you know, in Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God. And, you know, I was thinking about that today, and, you know, of course, I could teach on that, and who hasn't heard it, you know, a million times and in different ways. But when I was thinking over that today, meditating on it, it was like, what's on, the, on, on your mind? There's a helmet of salvation in the armor of God in Ephesians 6. It's over your mind. Salvation. You wear the helmet of salvation, which means, it's a nice little line here, 
I've crossed that line when I got saved, so that stuff back there <laughs> behind me don't mind me anymore because that's the past. So now I'm going to think new way. I'm going to think about salvation. What does that mean? That means I'm saved from all this stuff. That means my mind is renewed and being renewed and being transformed daily, daily, daily. Daily those thoughts come. Daily, or not daily, I mean by moment by moment. The enemy, that's where he tries to attack is your mind. He gets these stupid, stinking little thoughts and puts them in there. What I hope you walk away with tonight is I'm not even going to let them come near my mind. I'm going to stop them here. I'm going to stop them now. I'm not going to let them come in. I'm going to meditate on what's good. I'm going to meditate on what's pure. I'm not going to focus and worry and be in fear and be anxious. Instead, I'm going to go over to the other side, <laughs> put my helmet of salvation on that is always on and that never leaves. Just remind yourself, my mind is saved. It's saved. It's saved. So I'm going to think on what is good, what is pure, what is holy. What does God say about this situation? If any of you listen to Graham Cook, I love Graham Cook. He is the mastermind of taking things and flipping them. Um, you have a problem, oh, it's going to turn into a promise. The bigger the problem, the bigger the promise. Now, it took him how many years has he been walking as a prophet? 35 years, 40? To learn through the lessons, through the experience that, well, wait a minute. If I agree with this problem, I'm down here. And I'm looking at all the stuff down here. But if I step over into the mind of salvation, helmet of salvation, and I look and I see what my God sees, and I see he has such a big promise because he's such a big daddy. And he has so much more for me. So much more than what I can ask, what I can think, or what I can even imagine. He has something better through the mud, through the, the miry clay, through all this crap. I'm going to use it again. Um, through all of that stuff, my daddy's got a great big promise. Every single person here has been through wars and been through battles. That's how we grow. And it's not God saying, oh, yay, let me throw some war at them. Let me, let me throw some battles at them. No, it's our, our daddy, our good, good daddy that's saying, you know what? I tried to show them how to do this a different way, but they didn't hear or they wanted to do it their way. He doesn't put those things on us because he wants us to get rid of those things and move on to the next place. We put those things on us. We do. We've agreed with stuff. We've opened the door to stuff. Not him. We've left windows open or cracks open for the enemy to come in. So I, I always thought, well, I was, was an overachiever. I'm now just an achiever. I took one of the new personality test, so I'm balancing out maybe um, somewhat. So I always thought, well, you know what? Instead of letting Satan get to that, I'm going to go to God, and I'm going to go on my face. I'm going to say, what's in here that doesn't belong? Let's get it out. If there's stuff that I'm agreeing to of the past and of the world, what was, and now that I've crossed that line, I'm now saved, I want to walk a different walk. 
It's okay, God, show me what's in here that does not belong. And, you know, and I've spoken this before. It could be simple things like even uh, rejection. Who doesn't have that? Offenses, hurt, pain, unforgiveness, all that stuff. Rebellion, pride, you know, that stuff that gets in the way of the king of kings inhabiting us. That stuff gets inside and, you know, and it could be there for 30, 40 years, 50 years, 20 years, however long. Because we just kind of did what our parents did and what they did what their parents did. You know, and that train that just keeps getting longer and longer and longer until somebody stands and says, no more. Back off, bucko. Satan, back off. I'm not going to let you take me down or the rest of my generation down. My kids aren't going to have to walk through everything that I walk through because I'm breaking it and I'm breaking it here and I'm breaking it now. So I'm going to go back to Ephesians. I mean, yeah, Ephesians 6. I want to read something to you. I was one of those people that I never thought I, when I first got saved 30 some years ago, I thought, I'll just memorize the word. I don't have to know where it is, because if I know the word, then it's in my heart. I don't need to know where it is. Well, that was all wrong. So um, that's something you can learn. Learn where the scripture is, so then you can just show people instead of just quoting the scriptures. Okay, let's see. So Ephesians 6. Awful quiet out there, guys. 13 and 14. I'll have to show you this Bible. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now, how many, knows, how many people know that any moment is the evil day? Or some of us, it feels like every moment is or every day or a week out of the month or whatever, okay? The enemy's job, remember? He's here to kill, steal, and destroy. Only if you let him. <clears throat> and having done all to stand, stand therefore. When you've done all to stand in your battle, in your war, in your fight, he says, stand, continue to stand. So I thought I'd look up stand in the dictionary. Stand to exhibit courage, strength, or calm, especially in the face of the adversary especially in the face. Now, if a soldier, sorry, if a soldier wasn't standing against his enemy, he'd be turning around and running, right? God says, stand. And when you've done all to stand, stand. It means remain firm. Tolerate without flinching. Like that little girl kicking butt. My gosh, the enemy needs to see you like that. Like, I am not moving. I am standing here, and you look at him face to face, and you tell him to go run. He's not supposed to be, we're not supposed to let him chase us. We're supposed to stand with courage, stand with that strength, and make him back off. It means to endure, to agree, to remain stationary in one's position, to occupy, I love that, 
It's like, this is my territory, back off, bucko. This is my land, this is my family, this is my finances, this is my life, this is my call, my destiny, back off in Jesus' name. <laughs> to rest or remain upright. <sighs> Standing means all this. To be in an upright position, oh, I love this, with all weight on your feet. Now, I had really sparkly gold shoes on tonight, but I thought they would just be too distracting shoes on. And, but, you know, so you could stand firm. Stand firm. Now, with the whole armor of God, what are your feet shod with? Anybody know? Peace. Peace. So when you stand upright in position with all weight on peace, I was like, God, that is so cool. Peace. Peace. I should have wrote on the bottom of my shoes. Peace. So that your feet, you are standing on and in peace. All the weight is on peace. How do you get that peace? Well, I know my daddy wants me out of this situation. My daddy has the most perfect, pure, holy love that he wants to give to me. But if I don't understand that perfect, perfect, pure love, how do I get peace? How do I trust? Then I go into worry. Then I go into fear. And oh my gosh, then I've opened the door and the enemy's coming left and right and up and down and inside and out because I've opened the door because I'm not trusting. I'm not trusting when there's not enough money. I'm not trusting when the kids aren't walking the way they're supposed to be with the Lord. I'm not trusting. That means if you're not trust, you have a choice. It's trust or fear. There's nothing else. Right, Ray? <laughs> In one of uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, a Christian neurologist, scientist, not a Christian scientist, Christian neurologist, scientist, um, she talks about there's, you know, two, um, I think she said they were roots. I can't remember. What, the example that she gave was fear and love. That's all there is. And when we can get that perfect love that my dad's going to do it no matter what, he's going to do it. He's going to get me through this. He doesn't want to see me going around the mountain again and again and again. How many times did he try to get those poor Israelites out of there? But their own flesh took them that way. Their own um, hardness of heart kept taking leaps around the mountain. And our daddy wanted to do nothing but get them out of there. In 1 John... 418. And I don't know if I gave that to them either, Sonia back there. So first John. I think I have oh I do have it marked. 418. There is no fear in love. And we all know that. Oh, but perfect love. You know, we know perfect love cast out fear. Because fear involves torment. The tormentor. Fear involves the tormentor. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. 
And we know that scripture so well. Perfect love, cast out fear. Perfect love, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we know, we know. How do you get it? All you do is receive it because you're worthy, because he loves you, he adores you, he formed you, he created you. He wants you to be filled with a love that nothing in this world, nothing else can fulfill you like his perfect love. And when you get that perfect love, when you receive it, you understand, oh my gosh, no matter what, he's not gonna, he's not gonna let me go through this. He's gonna save me, he's gonna help me. Even if the wheels are spinning and it seems like it's totally out of control, that problem is going to turn into a huge promise. Put that helmet or remind yourself of that helmet of salvation. There's big promises. Big. You know, I, I never like saying, oh, well, the enemy tried to do this or he did that. He gets way too much credit and he just loves getting all that credit. So I just, I don't even. Um, so I say that to say he did not try to do this, but last March, April, May, I guess, I guess it was, um, I got in a car accident. I have a little two-door convertible, although it was icy outside. I didn't have the convertible down. It was up. Um, on I-25, I skid from the second lane over, and my car just started spinning. And all I could see was a tractor trailer. So I've got everything in me turning my car, and all I could say is, Jesus, 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 the whole way. I hit a tractor trailer, and then I completely turned around, facing all three lanes of traffic at that point. And so I just kept turning and turning and turning my car, and then a pickup truck came flying out of the left lane, and I hit him. Wind up in the left lane, um, my car, little, pretty, pretty, cute little car, we called it blessing because it was such a blessing, um, totally, totally totaled. Um, I didn't have a scratch, nothing. Um, little bruised up, you know, later. Um, the adrenaline's pumping, you know, you're, I'm like on the phone, I'm calling everybody, you know, pray for me, you know, <laughs> texting people. I had to call the insurance company trying to figure out what to do, where to go, you know, where to take the car and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so... By the time I get home, the adrenaline started to calm down, and all I could do was, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Th I was so grateful, because I should have been dead. I mean, head cut off. You know, thank you, God. Thank you. Th I mean, I saw the underneath of the tractor trailer, you know, the bars and whatever they have, tires under there. All I could do was, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I could not stop thanking him. I told the state trooper in the car, I said, all I know is it is not my time to go. And then he quoted uh, scripture, and I thought, oh, my God, you know, God, you're just so cool. You give me a Christian state trooper, you know, about your days are numbered. And I was like, wow, how awesome is that? Yeah, and then, I mean, and God just, he blessed me with blessing because the word of God says if, if <laughs> a blessing from God, there's no trouble added to it. There's no trouble added to it. So... I actually got double for my car from the insurance company, and it took me six weeks to find the exact same thing again. Um, and so many people thought, no, you can't do it. Oh, yes, I can, because that car was a blessing. So this one is now called double. This one is double blessing. Double. That's how my God works. That's how he works. He's amazing. I could go on with story after story of being 
separated for five years, living in people's basements, and, you know, my daughter and I, and, you know, not, I mean, only working part-time here, and every avenue I tried to get another job or do whatever, and nothing would work out, nothing would work out, ever, ever, ever. Um, then I worked for an attorney part-time, um, and that lasted about two years, which, okay, you know, I don't believe in divorce, but I am divorced. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't believe that's God's, what God's best, but it happens, right? Um, I worked for a divorce attorney. This is, this is how my God works, okay? So <laughs> I worked for a div divorce attorney. I'm still not divorced, um, and it wasn't because, oh, you know, there were so many uh, things going on. It was just, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. And so I worked for the, the attorney for two years, and then I stopped working there, and um, by then I have a townhome and everything, and then I'm like, well, okay, God, now what am I going to do? You know, that was like, that was my money. That was, you know, I was making good money over there plus working here. So God says, wait. Okay, so I'm standing. To me, this is standing, okay? Like Graham Cook says, assume the position of receiving. So I'm going to receive. I'm going to wait. Okay, God. And everybody's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Waiting. No, 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 no. You got to do this. You got to do this. Okay. You know, you go and you try to do that, and you know it's all wrong, and everything in you is like, no, you can't. No. God says, just wait. Just wait. So make a very long story short, uh, we did wind up getting divorced. So then I, I wind up getting maintenance, which I would never have gotten the five years into it because he was losing his business. <coughs> This is how my God works. This is how good my daddy is. So then I get maintenance. Um, so I'm able to stay, you know, in the townhome that I'm in. And not only, I was able to do all the paperwork myself. No attorney involved because I worked for a diver, divorce lawyer. This is how my God works. This is how he turns a horrific situation and turns out and says, no matter what, you're mine. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you. Above and beyond what we can ask or what we can even think or imagine, he will take care of us. That's just a few of the war stories, a few of the battles. Um, I was born like this little girl, Jessie. She's so cute. She said, I was watching one of the interviews. She said, um, her mom had her in ballet. <laughs> but she didn't like it because <laughs> she was called to be a warrior. <laughs> She's a fighter. I was the same way. I came out fighting, you know, with boxing gloves on and just ready to go for it, ready to take on whatever, and I didn't know it at that time, whatever God needed me to do because I was, um, wasn't saved. <sighs> perfect love. Listen to what perfect love means, another Webster. Nothing lacking, nothing. You lack nothing if you are walking, holding, carrying that perfect, perfect love. Without fault or defect, that's how perfect it is. No mistakes or flaws, that's how perfect it is. Having all the qualities 
that you want. That's what perfect love is. And that's what our daddy has for us. You know, there's so many ways to war. There's so many ways to fight the fight. That helmet of salvation that says, you know what? You're not getting through here, Satan. You're not. I'm going to throw the word back at you. What did Jesus do every time the enemy ever came to him? He spit the word right out of him, right at him, right at him, directly to him. And that shut him up, didn't it? But if we don't even value this word, if we don't even, <laughs> I show you my Bible. It's hysterical. Well, this is like my third one. So, I mean, there's no binder left. And this isn't even the one the dog ate. So I have one that literally my dog ate because there must have been something on my fingers and she decided she wanted to lick it off. But this is what the word we're supposed to eat it, digest it, carry it. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I can't, I mean, I know technology, and I've got Bible, this and that, and Gateway, and all that other kind of stuff on here. But I can't, I can't, I, I don't know. I can't get into it like I can with this baby. And I even tried, you know, a new one, and it's like, oh, I need my old one back. This is his word. This is his word. We have to be able to pick up our sword and swing it at the flipping enemy. I, I taped my Bible onto it. Okay. We were talking about this in the office yesterday, and it's like, yeah, I can't put the sword through the Bible. That would just be sacrilegious or something, I'm sure. So I taped it. But this is what we use to come against the enemy with. It's like, no, you're not going to take me down. I'm the head and I'm not the tail. I am above and I am not beneath. Back off. Back off. Sickness, disease, you have no rights here. None. It's all done on the blood of the cross. It was all up there on the, on the cross. You don't have the rights. That's taking this word and smacking him. I'm I'm afraid I'm going to go like that and it's going to go flying. But if you get hit with the word, maybe God wants you to know something, okay? <laughs> I went at Laurie. Didn't you say to smack you on? <laughs> you know, we need to take it and we need to hit him with it. That little girl, it's like what she was doing with the sword. That's what we do with the word that comes out of our mouth. If, if the God of all gods created this earth by this universe, by speaking it, saying it, declaring it, what can we do? So much more. So much more than what Jesus did. He said, that's what you can do. Whoops. Because <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. He, said, he gave us the word. The word. That's your biggest weapon. But if you don't know it, let's see if this works. There we go. If you don't know it, if you don't have it in your, not just your mind, anybody can get it in your mind. You want it in your heart. You want, you want all that artillery so you can shoot it out when it needs to be. When I had my accident, you know, and I'm turning the wheel and 
I was telling somebody, that's all that came out of my mouth was, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. She's like, yeah, something else would have been coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but all I could think of was, you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved, right? You will be saved from anything. Not just, sal I shouldn't say just salvation, but using that more than salvation. Using it in everything, in anything. The word of God, that it is hidden in your heart. So, boy, when you want to have to pull it out, it's right there, and you can just phew, spit it out and destroy the enemy with it. Another great weapon. Okay, guys, don't get all freaky because it's gold and sparkly. It's okay. I, I brought this to make a point. This is my prayer tent. You know, Paul made, made tents, and they were prayer shawls. So I cover myself up, you know, I get all under the presence of God. Um, but what I want you to see is, now, this is a great weapon. I know you can't see me, but, okay, there. Okay. When you're under, when you're in his presence, great weapon, great weapon. And then you go out. And just pretend, okay, I don't go out with this on. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past me, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but if you go out, use this, look at this as his presence, that I've been soaking in him. I've been worshiping. I've been hanging out. I've been resting in him. And then I go out and I walk in this presence. Do you think the enemy's going to want to mess with me? No way. He runs from the glory. He doesn't want to have anything to do. He is scared of the glory, of the presence of God. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it. This is what I mean about not going out there naked, going clothed in his presence, in his glory. Bill Johnson tells of a story that, you know, in this one store, um, what's he call them? You know, kind of like a new age store, but not really. You know, it's got natural stuff. And then he goes in there for cheese. And, and um, the owner said to him, Bill, when you come in here, it's different. It's different when you walk in this place. It's not Bill. It's the presence of God he's carrying. He's bringing Jesus, the Holy Spirit, all the gifts. He's carrying the love of God. He's got it all on him, and it's leaking out all over. I just got this funny picture. Like, what are you leaking? You know, and I think of bad oil, you know, when your car's leaking oil, and it's like, oh, that's not good. You know, we should be leaking his oil, the good stuff. Good stuff. So people are like, whoa, what do you have? You know, when you come in here, my business triples. My nail lady says that. You good for business. <laughs> you good for business. Okay. I always tease her. She's like, five minutes, five minutes. I'm like, my five minutes or your five minutes? Okay, I want to know which time, my time or your time. Why? Because people are attracted to presence. The enemy runs from it, but people are attracted to it. 
What are you leaking? What are you carrying? What are you wearing? <laughs> How are you standing? Or are you weak at the knees? If peace is what my feet are covered in, that means I walk in that peace. If I have that perfect love, fear can't come near me. Anxiety can't come near me. I don't know what my hair looks like now. <laughs> None of that stuff can come near me. Bill Johnson also says, you know, there's, there's a place at the top of the mountain, at the highest, highest um, height of the mountain, where there's no longer the tree line, where the snakes can't come. There's a place in our walk, which comes by experience, right? By overcoming, by being more than a, more than a conqueror. There's a place in our walk, in our journey, that it's like, you can't come near me. You can't. This presence, he's, oh, he hates it. He hates it. So why would we want to carry anything else outside of our home or in our home even? Why would we want to walk out the door with no weapons whatsoever? Why would we go to war naked? with just camouflage on. You know, I never really understood camouflage. I understand that it kind of like, you know, supposed to, you're supposed to look like the sand or the desert, right? Or, you know, out in the green in the forest and the fields and everything. But that's kind of hiding from the enemy. This is my camouflage, his presence. To get to that place where you don't want to leave his presence that he means everything, that his word, <laughs> that you are digesting, eating his word so that you have it ready at all times. Because you know what? It's not only that you're able to use it to bat the enemy away. It strengthens you. The word encourages you. The word gives you uh, the mindset of back off, bucko. <laughs> You're not coming near this. You're not. My daddy's a big daddy and he has big promises. So why would we settle for anything else? Why would we? Do you guys have that app for the app, Shut Up Devil? I sent it to Lana. No? Okay, there's an application. You can get it on your phone. It's called Shut Up Devil, right? Yeah, Shut Up Devil. And it is fascinating. Um, you can, doesn't cost anything, it's free. You download it, and um, you can speak anything in there that you are having a problem, say fear, or say anxiety, confusion. You know, you just put confusion in there. It brings up all the scriptures, <laughs> forever and ever scriptures. You just keep changing the page. And then it also gives you what to talk back. So it gives the scripture turned into your own language, your own prayer to smack him over the head with. Shut up, devil. It's plain and simple. It's red. I sent it to Lana on your phone, I think. Oh, 
Okay, that's okay. Shut up, devil. Really simple, really easy. So what, <laughs> what do you want your walk to look like? What do you want your kids' walks to look like? And it's never too late. Um, here again, I don't know the exact um, place in the scripture, but the word says that your children will be double blessed. They will be blessed twice as much as you. Two times more. Now, being only an achiever, you know, I'm going for the gusto, you know, hundredfold. I mean, let's, let's top it off, God. <laughs> you know, My kids will have more than I have more freedom, more identity, more destiny, that their walk will be incredible walks. My grandkids, great-grandkids, you know, it's never, ever too late to start. One little um, freebie I'll give you, and before I wrap this up, um, you can dedicate your entire um, family line before they're born. You don't have to wait till Sunday to come up here. Um, I found that out. Um, the, the occult does that. They dedicate family lines to Satan. So if he's the counterfeit, why can't we? Why, why aren't we? You know, all of my descendants to come will serve the Lord God Almighty. All of them will fulfill their call and their destiny and the promises of God over their lives. Every single one. Not one of them will escape. Not one of them. What are you going to go to battle with? Another great weapon is just resting in him. Just rest. Okay. We've got the word, we've got worship, we've got being in his presence. That rest, that peace means there's no fear. So hold on to those. Go home and, and chew on the word. It was, like, it was like being in the candy store today with, you know, I got out my old Bible because, it, you know, it's just loaded. And I was just like, oh, it was like, like a little kid in the candy store. It was like a fresh breath. It was like, oh, I remember. Oh, my, I remember why that's highlighted. Oh, my gosh, I know why the page is torn out, you know. I remember. I walked through fire. I walked through hell. I walked through wars. I walked through battles. And I'm standing. And I'm victorious. And I've got a good, good daddy. But in this, it's like, oh, that's why I love this so much more than, you know, the phone or the iPad, because boy, it, it has memories, memories of standing, memories of fighting, memories of you know, praying for my kids and standing for them. It doesn't have a binder, but it, it's got all the word in it, every bit of it. So what are you going to go out with tomorrow? I'm going to have you guys stand up. <laughs> We're going to pray. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, who wants 
wants to go out full of, of all of their armor, full of all the ammo, all of the artillery? Who, just raise your hand, who wants that? Okay. And if you don't, it's because you're already there or you're going to go out naked or you want to go. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Awesome. All right. Let's put our hands out in the receiving position. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray first and then we'll do some declarations. Thank you, Father. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for the hungry, hungry children here tonight, God. The ones that are done being defeated, Jesus. Your kids, Father, that want to know the promises. So, Father, I thank you right now, Lord Jesus, that you have already equipped them, Lord. You have already given them every instruction that is needed through your word. Everything that is needed is in here. All they have to do is clothe themselves with it. All they have to do is dress for the battle. <laughs> so I thank you, Father God, that you have given them, Father, the mindset to turn and flip things, Jesus, for the good, for the promises that you have for them, Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that <laughs> you've equipped their feet, that they will stand on the peace of God. Peace, not fear. I thank you, Lord. You have clothed them with your Holy Spirit. How precious are we to him? His Holy Spirit. He's like, I'll cover you. I'll wrap you in my presence. How fortunate are we? How blessed are we to have that? So, Lord, I say just encounter them. Encounter them, Father God. That their spirits will be so full of you, Jesus, so full of you, Lord, so full. And they'll see God with a new, new vision, Jesus, that that veil of deception, the lies are just broken off of them in Jesus' name. It's only lies. <laughs> it's the enemy's job, remember? <laughs> Spit on them. I mean, you know, hit them over the head with the word, whatever. Don't let him have your thoughts. Don't let him have your mind. Don't let him have your body. Don't let him have your dreams and your visions. You know, you can even overcome him when you're sleeping because your spirit does not sleep. That's a whole nother topic, but your spirit doesn't sleep. You don't have to have night terrors, unclean dreams, whatever. You don't have to because your spirit's awake. Your spirit can fight for you. So God, just download them, Lord, with more of what you have for them, Jesus. More. More, God. Okay, now we're going to declare. So you're going to say after me. I don't know what I'm saying, so we're all in the same boat. <laughs> Father God, in Jesus' name, I come to you. And I say, I am a warrior. You made me to stand when I've done all to stand. You have equipped me. You have equipped my mind to think on everything pure, everything good, to be blessed. You have equipped 
me with your word so that the words that come forth out of my mouth will destroy the enemy like fire coming out, burning on him. <laughs> fiery darts. Let's stick some of those fiery darts back to the enemy. Sorry, you don't have to repeat that. That was just a thought. Father God, I'm yours. You made me to be victorious. I come out of alignment with victimization and being defeated. I am victorious. I am victorious. My daddy loves me. He adores me. And he wants only the best, best for me. And I receive it. I receive perfect love. Now, I don't know if you guys can feel that, but boy, it's coming in just like in waves and waves. Perfect love. Remember, it, it doesn't lack anything. So just stay in this mode right now. Hands out, receive his perfect love. So there'll be no fear in you. So you will lack nothing. Perfect love. Let me read perfect again to you. Just stay in the position you're at. Without fault or defect, there's no mistakes in his perfect, pure, holy love. It's washing over your mind right now. I just see it. His perfect love is just whew, washing away, washing away the fear the old memories, the old thoughts, the old patterns. He's washing over it right now. No mistakes, no flaws in perfect love. Having all the qualities that you want. That's perfect. All the qualities that you desire because he put the desires in your heart. That's perfect love. That's perfect. Nothing else on this earth is perfect. Nothing. Not even your kids. <laughs> but his love is perfect. And if you receive it, then you can give that perfect love out. You can't give away something you don't have, right? Can't give away a million dollars if you don't have it. Can't give perfect love away if you don't have it. It's perfect. Let him wash over you. I see the brain. I see a lot of people. <laughs> um, I guess stubborn would be a nice way to put it. Stubborn in their ways. The Lord's just saying, you know what? Just let go. Just let me have it. I don't know about you guys, but you know, I was a control freak, perfectionist. <sighs> you can't control your life, your world. You can't. You'll drive all those around you away. But his love, his love can come now. Wash your mind. Let it go. Let that control, let it go. I really want to do that song by Frozen all over for God and let it go. And we'll call it unfrozen so you're unstuck. But anyway, that's another thought. 
Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let him. Let him take over. Let him have your mind. That was a, one of the very first things he ever asked me for after I got saved. I want your mind and I'll give you mine. I'm like, woohoo, yes. I want your mind. I want your thoughts. They're much, much bigger than mine. His thoughts are greater. Let him come now. Um, dyslexia, AD, AD, ADD, ADHD, in Jesus' name, it's got to go. Got to go. Because the mind of Christ is washing over you. The blood of the lamb is washing over you. Jesus' name. Let him. Let perfect, perfect love. Perfect love can cover your mind, your eyes your ears, your mouth, your heart, every part of your body. Just let him wash you over right now. Just let him have it all. All infirmities cannot stand in the presence of God. Perfect love has no lack, right? So that means sickness and disease cannot stand in that place. In you, if you have that perfect love, what do you think Jesus was carrying? He was carrying perfect, perfect love. He was carrying perfect love. And he was leaking out all over. Why did people, why were they attracted to him? They didn't have cell phones back then. Why did they come gather? Because his perfect love cast out fear. It would cast out sicknesses. It would cast out disease. It would cast out the pains and the hurts of life. It would make them whole. Perfect love. Perfect love does that. Let him wash over you. Let him wash over you. New ears to hear. To hear him. New vision to see, to see in the physical, but to see in the spiritual, to see as he sees. That's perfect love. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So that perfect love just comes over your heart and it can take the pain, it can take the hurt, the tormentors of fear. Remember that in the scripture? It could take all of that away if you let it. His love is so pure. It's so pure. Just let him wash away the shame. You know what? Jesus, shame, guilt, gosh. Lord says, you know what? I, you asked me forgiveness, and I don't remember your sins. As far as the east is from the west, I remember them no more. So why should you? That was a Lindy add-in. Why should you? You crossed over that line. I'm not who I was. I was a lot of things before that line. Let it go. Let it go. 
I'll give you a little freebie. Jesus said, uh, God told me when I was whining about betrayal, <laughs> if you haven't been betrayed as much as my son, it's like, don't even go there. It's like, oof, okay, zip my mouth, I'll shut up. Do you see betrayal, offenses, unforgiveness, all that stuff? That is a scheme of the enemy to keep you divided, to keep you weighed down, to keep you hurt. When you have all that weighing on you, you can't pick up the sword. You can't spend the time in the presence because you have this baggage all over the place. And then we wonder why we can't hear God. It's because all that stuff's in the way. Let him have it. It's not worth it. There's no one on this earth worth dividing you from him. Or no offense, no pain, nothing. Nothing should divide you from him. We're human beings. We'll screw up. We do it. We're human. But that perfect, perfect, pure love that lacks nothing can wash the pains away. And I'm not going to promise you that's not going to happen again because we live with humans. And that's what some of them do. But when you let him take that hurt, when you let him take that pain, when you walk out of that, you're not a magnet for the enemy anymore for him to come and hit you and hit you and hit you and hit you again with the same thing because it's not there. That deficit has been filled with perfect love. See what the enemy can do with that? It's perfect love. It's that I love you no matter what. Isn't that what Jesus said? Isn't that what he did? time we get out of the diapers and into our uniforms. We're not babies. We're not. It's time we know we have a call. And doggone it, the enemy's not going to get our call, our destiny, or our kids, or our grandkids, or the great-grandkids. None of them. He's not going to have diapers down <laughs> just let his perfect love come and let his perfect love suit you up the enemy can't touch that uh uh <laughs> he can't touch perfect love go out of here tonight with the new eyes, the new ears, the heart suited up, the word, your sword smacking the enemy over the head with it and telling him back off, being clothed in his presence, in his glory, walking out in that, that drives the enemy I pray your lives are changed, they are blessed, and that you will have new insight, wisdom, knowledge. I release dreams, dreams as you sleep, spiritual dreams, 
and the interpretation form. If you're in the Holy Spirit, if you get a dream, he's got the interpretation for you. You don't have to run to man. He has it for you. Otherwise, he would have gave it to that person for you. No, he gave it to you. Seek him. You've got the same Holy Spirit we all do. So I pray blessings in an abundance, in abundance over you.